Welcome to the Heart Ventures Podcast. I'm Dee Dee Morris. And I'm Krista McNally. And we're here to remind you about the importance of prioritizing adventure, whether near or far in your day-to-day life. So whether you're a seasoned traveler or someone who enjoys their wine with the side of wanderlust, you're in the right place. I feel like worlds are colliding here. I know, Dee Dee. It's so nice to finally meet you. Yeah, you too. So you're you're the friend that she went to see in New York. Yes. Yes. Okay. Just putting connections together. So Jill is originally from Montreal, but has lived in Toronto for, I don't know, how many years, Jill? It was like 12. Okay. And then most recently moved to Brooklyn. Okay. How how long have you been in Brooklyn? Just over a year now. Oh, okay. How did you move to Brooklyn? Um, For my husband's job. Yeah. Sort Mm. of boring answer, but. Are you liking it? I love Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I really like it. It was like a huge adjustment. Like I had mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, change the way I think about everything, but yeah. <laughs> everything, but uh, now I really like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. That's good. Cause she also has two little kids. So it's like mm. navigating that in a new city. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's intense. How old are your kids? They're five and two. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's fun though. But yeah. it is like, it's like the neighborhood we live in is like extremely kid friendly. Okay. Um, so it's actually kind of awesome. Nice. Yeah. That's fun. I actually meant to share with both of you. Um, so you both know Lauren who lives in New York. Yes. And she posted a story recently of one of her sons. I'm not sure which one it was, but he made a comment of like, I'm so glad we're finally doing this thing this weekend because this city has nothing going on. It was Comic-Con and I think it was Hudson. Oh my so God. awesome. That is I actually, just love that so that's much. so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> city has nothing going on. Yeah, no, no <laughs> options, nothing to do. Yeah, nothing to do. <laughs> You're our second interview. Oh, exciting. How'd the first mm-hmm. one go? Good, I think. Yeah, I think good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like we're still a little bit awkward, but it's, you know, <laughs> I don't know when I'm not awkward. So there's also that. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. imagine. This is obviously my first time doing this too. So I <laughs> will surely be very awkward. I'm so happy <laughs> you said yes. Yeah, of course. I love talking about myself. subject. <laughs> 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 Okay, so so actually, like, legit question that I should know, what name do you go by? Okay, I was actually thinking this, and I am, I go by, like, every variation of all my names, Um, but... Okay, wait, I don't know why this is a question. No, just because, like, I married, and I sort of changed my name, but sort of didn't. Oh, sort of like Krista. A a lot like Krista, (laughs) and at work, I use my maiden name, and so... But I have like done a lot of recent like paperwork to change to use my married name more. Like I just got my passport in my married name. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I am using my married name more. So I think I'll just say my name's Jill Morgan. Mm. And what is that? Your married name or your That's my married name. name. Okay. Her maiden name is pretty epic. It's it's Jill Nation. Cool. Yeah. That's really cool last name. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit uh, challenging to give it up, but I feel like we've been married for a very long time. So I should have figured this out by now. <laughs> but what name did you, like, don't you just change, don't you legally change your name when you get married? Like you have the option or not? You like assume it. So I assumed okay. it for a whole bunch of things, but I always wanted to professionally stay nation because um, I've been working for a very long time before yeah. I got married, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like everything now is pretty much my married name. And I just went on a work trip and I booked everything under my married name because all my IDs are under my married name now. Right. And I just submitted my expenses and I'm like, they're going to be like, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Do people at work call you Jillian? Yes, which is also weird. And that's been workplace by workplace. Um, And I think we'll probably get there here. But yeah. okay. I don't. So what do you do? Oh, I work at I work at Harvard. I'm a project manager. Oh, yeah, just super cash. So big yeah. deal. I just work at Harvard. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <It's a> place. <laughs> Did you get any more memorabilia from them recently? Um, not since the hat. No, no. But I was in Boston last week, and they didn't give us anything. That's like oh. the first time that they haven't given us more swag. Mm. Come yeah. on. Yeah, I know. They must know their swag is very coveted. I know. And all of it's because I work for the medical school. So all of it says HMS. And I kind of want like, I kind of want some just dedicated Harvard swag. And a couple of my colleagues went to the gift store and bought it. And I was like, I'm not buying it. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> I draw the line of money being exchanged for this gear. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> okay. So uh what do you do you guys think I should keep what we just recorded or should we officially start now no you should keep what we just recorded really how good is your editing is the real question (laughs) I can do it I can do it good okay then might as well keep it like I think some of what we just talked about is interesting okay cool okay because I was about to go and now we have Jill Morgan (laughs) Well, you can still do that. You can still be like, let me introduce you to the rest of the world, Jill, Ian, Morgan, Jillian. <laughs> okay, so interestingly, though, Didi, her middle name is Anne. Mm. Jillian Anne. Oh. Yeah, too many A's and N's. Nice. Poor planning on my parents' part, but. It's a lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so yes, um, for those who don't know, I love talking about like the dynamics of how people know each other. And so today's guest, I'm so excited to be here. I've been giddy all day. I've been like walking around the house saying to Stephen, I get to talk to Jill today. <laughs> <laughs> and so here we are with my good, good friend, longtime friend who didn't like me at first, but we're over that now. Jill Morgan, (laughs) welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Okay. Like, obviously my first question is going to be, why didn't you like Krista at first? (laughs) Should I explain it, Krista, or should we get your personal? No, you go ahead. Okay. Um, So we know each other way back. Krista was really good friends with my cousin in high school, still is really good friends with my cousin. And um, my cousin was always telling me about her friend, Krista, and she essentially described her as very much a goody two shoes. So <laughs> that 
I don't even, I can't even think of a good example, but I, this was also when like I was starting to get into partying. It was like towards the end of high school, we started what's called Sejap in Quebec, where we're from. And, you know, but Krista wasn't really, I feel like you weren't into that scene. I was always the designated driver. Yeah. But like voluntarily. Oh yeah. yeah. Like I, I had like no interest in drinking. To this day. Yeah. Oh my God. No, I do yeah. not want to be DD. Yeah. But sometimes you are voluntarily. <laughs> so yeah but then well we oddly worked at the same kids camp for like two weeks because then I think I got a different job somewhere which I actually don't remember sunny acres no I I remember working there but I don't remember that you worked there that's amazing (laughs) yeah (laughs) I remember like I remember seeing you at that at Clyde's the bar in Point Claire and being like that girl picture an old barn that was a bar and yeah yeah, we had but then we went on to have so many good nights there I know yeah and so I guess we became really good friends at Bishop's right that's probably it wasn't before then uh I feel no it was a uh, was it a bit in Sejap you were at least friendly to me in Sejap I would see you around but yeah anyway we became really good friends at university yeah, exactly. Yeah, like inseparable, like the kind of friendship where you know what they're eating for like breakfast, lunch and dinner. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. So grateful. I know. Me too. Uh, and actually, so that is one of the reasons why you came to mind as someone who I wanted to talk to on this podcast, because throughout university or at least like the later year, well, we were only in Quebec, we were only there for three years. So it's not that long of a time, but like Jill had this knowing within her that when she graduated she needed to go to India Mm. yeah and a lot of times like I associate people who want to go there like they're into yoga and maybe more of the spiritual side of things but that was that's not you no can you maybe (laughs) tell us like a little bit about that that draw I know I said I would think about it and I still cannot recall exactly why I was completely fixated on going to India, it was, I knew it was going to be the opposite cultural experience from like anything I had experienced thus mm. far, which had was primarily like North America um, up to that point. And I can't remember, there's a book that's like very defining to me about India, but I can't remember if I read it before or after. I think it might've been just before. Anyway, the book's called Shantaram. It's like the best. Ah, I know that yeah. book. I read yes. it in India. Yes, it's like the best book ever. Yeah, so so I do believe that was part of my determination to go to India, but I just can't recall exactly when I read this book. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Krista, have you read that book? No. You would oh, love you should read it. You would love Shantaram. It's like right yeah. up your alley. Have you watched guys. the show yet? No, I haven't. Well, it's good. It takes it? a minute to like get used to the guy who plays his character. Okay. But once you do, you get into it. It's good. Okay, yeah, I'm always very hesitant to watch a show after I'm like obsessed with a book. So yeah. I appreciate your <laughs> yeah. Uh, like yeah, review. Is this a fiction or nonfiction book? It's uh it's supposedly nonfiction, but then it since it's been published, it came out that it was more fictional than nonfiction. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, we'll put that book in our show notes. And even though we've only done like two episodes, I talk about our show notes all the time, Jill. So I'm happy we have something to put in there. Oh, great. (laughs) 
Okay. So then is there anything like, well, maybe this will get covered in some of the further questions, but like anything else about that trip? Like, was it at, so like my memory of this, like we literally had a going away party for Jill because it wasn't like super common for, or maybe not as easy for people to travel back then. Like when did you go? Yeah. Um, so essentially we graduated from university and then I worked for a couple months because to pay for the trip, like obviously yeah. I to like make money to pay for it. So I worked for the summer and like one or two, one, a couple months in the fall to mm-hmm. save money. And then we left or we, I worked, I guess the rest of that calendar year. And then we left like right in January or something of the fall. Yes. Yeah. And what year was this? Ooh, um, it must've been 2008. Okay, because I was there the year before. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. my God. There you go. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and- it was, must have been like January 2008 because it was right after we graduated from university. And when you say we, tell people who you went with. Yeah, so I knew I wanted to go on this trip. And so, you know, everyone was like a lot of people after they finished school are obviously starting jobs or they traveled like right after university. So um, anyway, I asked around and my old friend from high school, Jane came, decided to do this adventure with me. So we went together. Amazing. And did you guys stick together the whole time? Yeah. So we did the whole India trip together. And then at the end of the trip, we went to Southeast Asia. Um, I just went to Thailand because then I went on to England to see family, but she did the rest of Southeast Asia. So she was gone for like a much longer than me. Wow. Yeah. Where in India did you guys go? So we did, we did a lot of the country. We started in Delhi and then that's where we flew into, which like unto itself was the most shocking experience. I think still Mm -hmm. in my life that I still think of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we, I hadn't been like really anywhere before this. So I'd been to England once and that was honestly my only time ever being overseas. Um, Mm. So yeah, like flying in, landing in the Delhi airport and driving in the middle of the night to our hotel and all of it was just like terrifying um, (laughs) and exhilarating. I'd never seen anything like it. And then anyway, we went on to, we did kind of like Agra and Jaipur, Jaipur. And then we went kind of a little bit into the Himalayas um, okay. so to Darjeeling and then yeah. up right near Nepal. And then we k- went down and then we did kind of a, all up a, along the bottom of the country. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, and then we ended up in Mumbai. So the end was Mumbai, but we did like Goa and anyway, a lot of other like cities yeah. along kind of the edge. Yeah. How about you? Where did where did you go? I only went to Calcutta. Um, I flew into Calcutta and then I took a train to Nepal. Oh, amazing! Um, The train was supposed to go all the way to Kathmandu, but there was a strike on in Nepal, so it stopped in this little tiny town and right on the border. And we had to figure out a way to get the hell out of that town and to Kathmandu because it was like a shithole of a town. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> there was nothing there but there was a tourism dude <laughs> somehow we found and he connected us with his cousin who took us in a jeep over the mountains to Cavendish. Oh we my thought God. we were so gonna must... die oh I can't okay so we must have been there in very similar time period because the strike was still on when I was there oh my God. oh wow yeah, and we because we wanted to go into Nepal, but we just yeah. couldn't because we couldn't. We weren't as 
and uh, entrepreneurial as you <laughs> way across the border. Um, but it was crazy. There was like people with like rifles everywhere. I'd never mm-hmm. seen guns. There was like, yeah, we had to do it. We had to drive in the night and we had to take these back roads, which were like so friggin' sketchy, oh like so sketchy. And we were with three Japanese tourists as well who spoke zero English. Our driver spoke zero English, which fair. It's fine. Yeah. But it was terrifying. Like, and it was the first, it was the first of July. So it was Canada Day. And I remember looking at my friend Allison and saying, Happy Canada Day. We might die today. Yeah. (laughs) I can't believe you actually went across because we were just on the border, like Darjeeling's right on the border of Nepal. Yeah. And it was it was wild. Like it was just a crazy, crazy time. Yeah, it was uh, it was intense. So we would have been there in July of 2007. So if you were there in January of 2008, yeah. that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. pretty long strike. Yeah. yeah, very long strike. Um. Okay, so I kind of I want to jump around like fast forwarding to literally present day. Sure. Does the name of your daughter have to do with this trip? Um. Sort of. So her name is India. Um, And it's kind of a long story about how we named her, but um, it was a consideration. Like it's, you know, part of it that that trip and that experience meant a lot to me. The reason why we named her that was because I felt like it was a really strong name and she came out a strong, crazy baby. And um, maybe that's why, like based mm-hmm. on my experiences for being there, but why I feel that about the name that I feel like it's a strong and empowering name mm-hmm. is maybe because of my experiences. Amazing. Super cool. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt Krista's like flow of questions, but I have a, I have a very Krista question for you right. <laughs> about India, <laughs> sure. which is like, what were your main takeaways from that trip? Uh, so much like I, it was, so it was my first experience ever traveling on my own. So I'd never backpacked Europe or went somewhere for a weekend really Mm -hmm. before I decided to like go to this country with my other female friend. Um, so many takeaways, first of all, that just like being a human is such a completely not only polarizing but just like different experience based on where you live and where you're from I I hadn't seen that people could truly have such a different existence and just a a different value for life for human life um without having been there like I never would have been able to see that um I yeah I just also realized for about myself that I'm like very capable and strong um both you know physically and mentally and emotionally that I could get through it because it was it was really challenging like it was a challenging experience to walk out of our hotel every day it was a challenging Mm -hmm. experience to sleep in our hotel every night because everything was like something I'd never experienced before yeah Um, it was just a whole other ball game yeah yeah I always describe India and Nepal as um your senses are like all of your senses are just on fire constantly like there's no relaxation for any of your senses at any given time even when you're sleeping there's noise happening there's cars honking there's dogs barking there's never silence and it's like you can't like your brain is just firing constantly yes that is exactly how I felt I was emotionally exhausted like exhausted 
Um, because yeah, to your point, there's always a smell and a sound, yeah. you know, I remember we went to like on our relaxing component of our trip was going down to the beach in Goa, which is supposed to be all like chill and cool, with like raves and like, yeah, you know, beach life. And like in the hut we were sleeping in, there was, it was like literally a hut. And so there was beams at the top and there was just mice running up and down the beams all night. Yeah. <laughs> you can't sleep because you're like, I'm going to fall in my head. And that was like the nice part. That was supposed to be the relaxing component. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it was just completely, completely exhausting. Yeah. Um, going to Thailand after I, like the minute I landed, I was like, I feel like I'm in the nicest, most beautiful first world country. I'm like amazing yeah. yeah I just thought I was like this is the best place on earth like because mm. it was so exhausting to be in India but it was mm-hmm. just the, it was the most amazing eye-opening experience for what the rest of the world is like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. can be like for so many people like yeah people. yeah um Jill tell us about some early adventure memories that you might have yeah um, okay. So I thought about this a little bit. Um, a few <laughs> things come to mind, like we're like triggers right away. Um, our vacations as kids were like a lot of Canada vacations. So the big one that we used to do was um, we used to camp through the East coast every couple summers. Mm-hmm. So my parents would drive us out to the East coast and then we would, you know, find all the various campgrounds and like Nova Scotia and PEI and New Brunswick. Oh. Um, and so I just like have these you know, recollections, like vague recollections of like, you know, pulling up to a site in the middle of the night or pulling up in the rain and like setting up camp. And it was like all hands on deck and it was like, be good. But it was, it was adventurous. It was like completely different from our everyday life. And so to me, yeah, that was kind of like how I would consider adventure Yeah, at that time. Yeah. That's amazing. And so like, obviously your parents were the one initiating that so they were into it but what about your siblings were they into it I don't know how much any kids are like into family vacations I don't know I I loved family vacations did you I don't remember being particularly excited about it um but I have very fond memories and like positive memories of all of it I have no idea what my siblings I'm like an evil older sibling i definitely didn't ask them or notice how they were feeling. Uh, (laughs) um, Another like adventure that I recall very distinctly was we went to the Bahamas, which I was excited about. And my grandparents like, you know, paid for the trip. And so they booked us our own hotel room, me and my siblings. And so we did the same room as my parents. And I remember that just being incredibly exciting and exhilarating that we were like probably you know, attached to them, but you know, we were a whole room over from our parents. And that was like the coolest thing that could have possibly happened to us. That's amazing. I love that. First, I just want to go back to what you said about like your definition of adventure being um something that's outside of your everyday living. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I really like that. Cause I, I guess, because I, I feel the same, like I go on adventures all the time with my girls, but it's, you know, even just a hike in our backyard, which happens a lot, but I try to make a point of making it different than the last time that we went just so that it feels more adventurous. Um, And I don't know, I just think that's, I think that's really cool because adventures don't have to be far from home. They can just be, they can be anything that's different from what you do every day. 
Yeah. I actually love that you said that because in our, like my little family now, um, every weekend, my son, first thing he says on Saturday morning is what's our adventures this weekend. Mm-hmm. And oh, that is like, that is so he cute. has a definition of adventures now, yes. which is very strict. So we're trying to expand what that definition is, but it's, it's how we talk about doing anything outside of our day of our routine, like our weekly yeah. routine. And sure. On the weekends, we like have, you know, lessons or whatever, but we always make time to do something new or not even new, but just fun yeah. from our norm. Um, yeah. And yeah, like, you know, we went, you know, up to one of the huge parks and, you know, brought the dog off leash and we don't do that every week. And yeah. you know, that was trying to explain to him that was the adventure was a challenge, but, you know, he, <laughs> he said adventures are when we go to museums or new, you know, aquariums or zoos or whatever, that's his definition of an adventure. Right. Yeah. But whereas ours are, it can be like a hike or, you know, go to the beach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Going to a cafe that wasn't, that you've never been to or something like that. Yeah. But Jill, where did he get this concept of adventure from? So, and just let people know how old he is. Yeah. So, but my son Bowie, he's five. Um, And we have been, we've, been doing this definitely for since a lot like I guess since he had like comprehension I guess because I can recall definitely doing it in Toronto so he was like three where every weekend we were like okay these are the adventures this weekend and he's like yay we're going on an adventure we have to get ready for adventure and he like on Friday nights sometimes he's like what are the adventures this weekend we have to wake up early um yeah but it's all that's been like a part of our kind of little nuclear family for as long as I can remember I guess that's amazing I love that oh my god me too like just the fact that that's part of his language and he looks forward to it is so awesome yeah yeah yeah, yeah I think it's so great. do you guys have any big adventures that you want to go on as a family um it's a great question I wish uh as like Didi, I know, I'm sure, you know, it's extremely challenging traveling with young children it and is. it just takes the fun out of it. So, um, we don't have any plans. We, we mm-hmm. do want to do a lot more travel and adventures in the States, um, mm-hmm. and take advantage of the fact that while we're living here, try to take yeah. advantage of that. So we're always weighing, like, is this trip worth doing with whiny children at this age? Like, yes. We have so- this conversation daily yeah I have it I have that conversation in my head and I always the the idea of the adventure always wins out over the whiny kids yeah so it always we've traveled quite a we travel quite a bit with our kids because none of our family lives close to us so yeah we have we go we've been going to Vancouver since they were three months old we went to Hawaii with them when they're three months old and we took them to Italy when they were three years old and then we just came back from Portugal and now they're so they were seven when we went to Portugal and we're actually coming to New York City the middle of November oh, with amazing. them oh, and we're they're driving and oh, wow. I keep like every day when they have a fight I'm like we're not driving to New York City we're not <laughs> yeah. doing this yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're like at the peak of whining and fighting right now and it's oh my god it hurts my head so much so yeah yeah, we just went to Cape Breton with them for the weekend and on the way I was like nope we're not going to New York City there's no freaking (laughs) way I'm not doing this (laughs) well I love that you do it though I I do it because I can't I don't want not to do it that's the that's my problem is like I want to do it so bad that I'll put up with them to do it yeah 
Yeah. And Jill, I feel like you're in a slightly similar situation in the sense that you have not have to, but you have your husband's family is from a completely different country. So maybe talk yeah. about that and yeah. how that yeah, plays so- in. Yeah, our, our, my husband's from Ireland. So we have brought the kids to Ireland a few times and we'll definitely be going back soon. We just don't have like a specific trip plan soon. Yeah. Um, and so that's extremely exciting for all of us. Um, mm-hmm. Every time we do it, it's great. Um, the last time was actually pretty good. We went last Christmas um, and it, it really it was like, well, it was wonderful being there. Um, and the plane travel, I mean, it was hard. It was hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and we also travel to see my family and we are going to Canada. We are going up to Canada for Christmas. So that's exciting. nice. Yeah. 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 The, the plane travel gets better if you're okay with them just being on tablets. A hundred percent. I am. I yeah. Am pro tablet. And my it's, daughter. Getting when they're two, it. it's hard because they yeah. can't like keep the headphones on, but yeah. once they can keep the headphones on, it's like, yeah, my, my son kids love that. My kids love the plane more than they like where they're going. Oh yeah. Cause they 100%. can just be on their tablets the whole time. Yeah. It's my son was, was, is amazing. And yes, loves his tablet, asks for his tablet. The minute we get into cab, like to go to the airport. Yeah. It'd be the best eight hours of my life. So um, funny. But, yeah. My but daughter. We, getting- do, we have a rule though. Like that's the only time on the trip they're allowed to have their tablet oh, is, yeah. is on the plane. And then after that, they just, they go in my suitcase and they don't come out into the airport yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. Which makes it hard because there's days where I'm just like, okay. I know. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. And so just thinking about how you met uh, your, can we call, can we say his name? Paul? Sure. (laughs) Um, You met Paul when you were in Ireland and I'm wondering if you can talk about, well, when you were living in Ireland, I should say. So talk about what led you to move to Ireland and some of the adventures you had in that trip. Yeah. My memory is so bad. Um, I can't, I remember why we moved to Ireland, but I can't remember having the like formulating conversations with our good friends. So Krista and I's good friends, Claire and Laura, about the fact that we were going to move abroad. Like I know we decided to move abroad and I remember the decision-making process to choose the country that we decided to move to, but I don't remember what was the prepotence for us making that decision overall to move somewhere internationally but we did anyway and it was great so um me and my very good friends that Krista is also very good friends with decided to move to Ireland um a couple years after so we moved in 2009 so a couple years after I got back from India so oh that was it I worked in Toronto for a year when I came back from India doing an internship my internship was ending Mm -hmm. and so I and my friends were graduating from university by then. So we were like, let's go do something before we settle into our forever boring lives. So we decided to move somewhere internationally. We decided on Ireland because we wanted an English speaking country. And our friend Claire, uh, her family are from there. So she had a passport. So that was super easy for her. And it was really easy for us to get visas. So we moved there in the height of kind of the 2008 recession, which wasn't great. But we actually found jobs like amazing quickly and we spent a year living there. And while I was there on the airport, when we were at the airport with my mom saying goodbye, she said, don't meet an Irishman. And then uh, six months. <laughs> Your final before, rebellion. Yeah. Halfway through <laughs> the trip, halfway through our year living there. It was a one-year visa. 
I met my husband and um, yeah, that was, you know, I was telling Paul I was doing this and I was like, yeah, like Krista and her friend want to talk to me about, about adventure because I went to India and it was like, you know, one of the most like formulating ex- experience of my life. And he was like, um, what, like, what about <laughs> moving to Ireland and meeting me? I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's changed our, like my life trajectory forever. Yeah. Uh, okay. So arguable, which one was more? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell him that the story is on the podcast. Yes, I will. Yeah. I will. But um, yeah, we moved there together and then made the decision quickly and scarily that um, he would move back to Canada with me, which he did. Wow. Arrested. So how did you guys meet in Ireland? <laughs> um, my good friend, Laura, we were at an after hours bar because mm-hmm. the party never stops. And um, my good friend, Laura, was slapping every boy's butt. Who <laughs> and she slapped his butt and he turned around and he he says he pretended He's like, I, I had a feeling it wasn't you, but he's like, I pretend that I thought it was you. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That's um, really cute. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's kind of crazy how those little interactions can change. Yeah. Forever. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, I'll just share my first memory of meeting Paul. So Stephen and I went to Ireland to visit the girls and mm-hmm. uh, they were newly into their relationship. And after one of the the nights at an after hours club I don't know what we were doing but anyway Stephen used the toilet and clogged it no you did (laughs) (laughs) one of us used the toilet and clogged it and Paul was the only other person awake in the household so he was like laughing his ass off and like brought us to some store to get a plunger because there wasn't a plunger in the house and yeah that's one of my and he still talks about it to this day that's amazing it It was like I don't know 15 years ago he hasn't let it go (laughs) it's kind of bad knowing the person you're interviewing so well because I have a premeditated answer of what you're going to say but what's a go-to travel essential or routine for you um well I'm so interested to hear what you think the answer is but I guess I'll answer first and then see what you would say um I'm a like compulsive planner literally by profession and uh every other mechanism in my life so to me just like I don't know like a really well thought itinerary detailed <laughs> itinerary you have another answer oh when you're at the airport oh when I'm at the airport yeah well okay so I do a bunch of very specific things at the airport but and, and now I'm really curious again what your answer is um so first of all, I show up obviously three hours before my flight. Obviously, obviously, because why would I do anything else? Um, <laughs> and I always buy the biggest bottle of water that they sell. But now I don't do that because they have those great little refill stations. Oh, yes, I do bring my own bottle of water now. But that's only recently that it was yeah. like made so convenient for people who don't want to buy plastic water bottles. But I used to buy the biggest size water bottle and a bag of gummies. Is that <laughs> what you were going to say? Yeah. Okay. Great. How how do you know that? Uh, when we went to Nashville. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely like I walk in. That is what I do. And I, I did it like I went to Boston last week and I did that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what, well, we kind of touched on this when you talked about India, but we'll see if you have a different answer. What's an adventure experience where you learn the most about yourself? Yeah, I would say I would say India was where I really learned um, 
Yeah, but my own kind of like power and ability to be, yeah, in kind of any circumstances, including really challenging ones. Yeah, that's amazing. And do you have anything on your exploration wish list? So many places. And it's it's that same challenge of like, do I do we do it, you know, do I wait for the kids to be older? Or I mean, getting away from my kids is like impossible. Um, so yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, I have lots of places in my wish list. Like I said, we really want to explore more places in the States. Mm-hmm. Um specifically, I would love to go to like Utah and like mm-hmm. Mexico, I don't know, it just like appeals to me. And obviously lots of places on the West Coast too. We've done a bit of that, but I would love to do more. Um, we went and did the South uh, last year, which was super fun. Um, That's awesome. So really, it was a great experience for all of us. Um, and then, yeah, internationally, I really want to go to Greece. I just saw, are you guys doing Oh my a- God, you should come to Greece with us. Come I know, on. I need to look into your trip. Greece is somewhere... <laughs> My husband and I both always wanted to go to is my one like uh, issue with it. But um, yes, I've never been. Have you guys been before? No. Mm -hmm. Oh, neither of you? Oh my gosh. Neither of us. I know it's going to be a completely new experience for everybody. That's amazing. It's very exciting. Yeah. It just kind of, I end up planning travel the way that I cook meals. I never do the same place twice. Okay. Well, I feel like that's a great. (laughs) A general. I mean, the world was just too big, right? Yeah. Although yeah. I actually have done Scotland twice now, and I've been to Italy three times now, but you know. And still... and from a business perspective, if we repeat some of these heart ventures, it would be good knowing like what to expect and yeah, stuff. But... Totally. So yeah. Yeah. Didi might but, change your pattern there. I know. <laughs> but for like the planner in you, we have uh we have two people now on the grand ground in Santorini who are helping us to like make sure that you know our expectations are either met or dashed before we get there (laughs) Jill when you visit a new place is there anything that you specifically seek out yeah definitely um food I mean I know that's kind of like everybody is looking for food but I spend a lot of time um researching kind of you know the best places to eat and where you can find authentic whatever x y and z um mm-hmm. and same with just authentic experiences like anything that you know a person who actually lives there on a weekend might go and do whether it's checking out a you know a really cute neighborhood or mm-hmm. you know a market or something like that um that's the kind of thing i really want to do i also do love museums though so mm-hmm. as many of those as i can amazing you're just making me think like when you just said neighborhoods, that's how like I feel pre-internet, not internet, but like smartphone in your hand, internet. Uh, Stephen and I used to travel by like seeking out a random neighborhood and then you could print out these neighborhood walks. Oh, yeah. I remember those. Yeah. I can't remember if it was like a certain website that gave it those. Lonely Planet? But... Who did it? Yeah, it was Lonely Planet. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like there's more now that do like city guides. Like, I'm trying to remember. I think didn't Megan want to do something like that for Vancouver? Oh, where people are kind of making their own maps and then like of the things that they love doing in their own city and then uploading them somewhere. Oh, that's a cool Anyways, idea. If they're not, it's a really good idea, and everybody <laughs> should do that. Yeah. Like- <laughs> Mark that idea. <laughs> <Start talking. laughs> 
Yeah. That reminds me of like those 36 hours in whatever city that New York times does. I love those. They're usually, they're usually pretty more authentic, I think, than like a normal touristy experience. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I've never seen that. See, I want to go check that out now. Well, Montreal is this week. So I was reading them. Oh, fun. I had like all these interesting things. I was like, I'm going to have to check these out when I next go to Montreal. Oh, that's okay. cool. I'm going to put them put this in show notes. Oh, so, what is I it? New look York. For, I always look for travel bloggers that like aren't, you know, aren't Expedia or, you know, yeah. place like more local, more local or like people who are looking for off the beaten track kind of things that they do in these in different countries so that I can get an idea of like different neighborhoods and my thing is always to find cute cafes wherever I go and mm-hmm. but I but I'm very very picky with coffee so it has to be like delicious coffee oh yeah I know I agree. <laughs> which is different for everybody but it is me, it's, yeah it's not the easiest to find so but say the name of the coffee you seek out oh I always type into google third wave coffee within wherever I'm going and what like is third wave a brand or is it a it's a it's a style of roasting yeah so it's like they give you like tasting notes on your on your bag and they they go directly to the farmer instead of having like a an intermediate person involved so um it just is I don't know there's it's different it's it's roasted differently it tastes different it's never burnt (laughs) Right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to look into that. Well, in uh, New York, um, Blue Bottle would be. Okay. Yeah. Third wave. Yeah. Blue Bottle's great. We have a one in our neighborhood. Yeah. I definitely try to always seek out local coffee shops. Like it would, I would be pretty desperate to be going to a Starbucks or something and I'm traveling to a new place. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's like my that's the lowest for me like that's like the lowest common denominator well I guess Tim Hortons is in Canada but (laughs) yeah I I can't even drink Tim Hortons it just makes my stomach hurt yeah I hear you yeah uh so Jill I feel like we haven't touched on when you were living in Dublin some other adventures you had from you you traveled more when you were there right yeah we traveled a lot we tried to go away we went away like a lot on the weekend um obviously traveling within Europe is so accessible and mm-hmm. wonderful um so we definitely did a lot of really really fun weekend trips all around Ireland but then also outside of Ireland um like I think one of my most favorite weekends that I can think of is we went I went up to Northern Ireland with our friends um and I just remember first of all it was like the perfect trip for me because I'm a hyper planner And so we, you know, I had my like list of things that I really wanted to see. I didn't know much about Northern Ireland and it's, it's history. And so we like did some really great tours, um, which was perfect. But then we spent the rest of the time just like wandering and exploring. And I just remember laughing so hard Mm -hmm. that entire trip. And do you know, when you just like remember laughing, like that's Mm -hmm. really amazing um, memory for me about what kind of one of the highlights, but yeah, we, we went to a lot of places around Europe. That's so amazing. it's a, it's amazing that you highlight the laughing because we have a WhatsApp group with the girls who all just went to Scotland with us last month. And literally the conversation today was like talking about the laughter on that trip and just how 
unforgettable it is. Like you can feel it in your body. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? Like that, yeah. that to me is the sign of an, a, like an amazing experience that you can yeah. actually remember what it feels like to laugh that hard. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I feel like that happens on every one of our trips and retreats. So oh, I know we're so lucky. Italy, it happens on every creative soul retreat that we have. Usually there's like one night of everybody just laughing so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I actually do have another question. Cause I think this is interesting for people who are in relationships. Are you and Paul on the same page when it comes to adventures? No, like not, oh. even, not even at all. We're, tell, tell us. Um. Okay. So we have a similar wish list of places that we want to go to. So that's a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Kristen, I've shared this with you before. It's from there on that planning becomes like very disjointed because when I look to go to a new place, I automatically log on to Airbnb. And when he logs goes to go to a new place, he researches nice hotels. Nice hotels for him are the best thing that could ever happen to a human being. Like the <laughs> joy he gets from a nice hotel And he will spend hours like researching hotels and the little aspects about the hotel. Oh Um, my God, that's so amazing. And he doesn't plan a lot otherwise. So I usually let him now just plan where we stay. But because (laughs) of that, we almost never stay in Airbnbs. Um, He'll like look out for good deals on like, you know, good time periods so that he can stay at a specific hotel. He just loves nice hotels. So that's like his prerogative. Cool. Whatever. (laughs) You know, it's, it's nice for me. It's like a nice perk. It's not like, oh, bummer. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we now have like, we now have an understanding about traveling together. I'll never forget we went on our honeymoon, which was our big first, our huge adventure together, like our big first trip together. And I remember on like day two of the honeymoon, I was like, this was a mistake to not do big traveling before we got married <laughs> because we have different ideas about what's a good time. Uh, <laughs> so our understanding now is we plan each do one day, one day, one day, one day. Oh, um, and his is a lot less structured. So he doesn't care if we see if we go to the city and see absolutely nothing, like not one tourist attraction or anything, um, or not one museum. Like he he just wants to walk around and like you know, drink good coffee and find cool cocktails and eat good food, which I'm super in t- in tune with. And I'm very appreciative of that. Um, but I also want to see everything that we're supposed to see. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's how we do it now, but it took, a, it took a while to come to this understanding. So my itineraries are like Paul day and then Jill day. I love that. Amazing. And then you're going to have to put in kids days. Well, now all of the days are just kid days. So now every day, every day is kid day with the odd, you know, like we recently went down South, we went to Savannah and we did like some really annoying pirate thing. And then, you know, we went to like, there was a cool brewery where we had lunch there, you know, like there's, there's a balance. There's a balance. Yeah. We find a way. We find a way. We just always talk to the kids of like, okay, we just spent two hours doing little kid things. Now you have to spend two hours doing adult things. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. And since a lot of what we like doing is like walking around and finding cool green spaces and that brings all of us joy. So that's nice that we can like find that common ground. Yeah. Yeah. When we spend like two hours in like a not great aquarium, just because 
we need yeah. to make those little boogers happy. Uh, I hear you. Yeah, we'll go do something for us after that. And all those like kid things, the aquariums, all that stuff, they're so expensive. They're so expensive. It's like, I was like, the aquarium in New York is way better than the Charleston Aquarium. The Charleston Aquarium is not a destination, just no. for <laughs> FYI. Like, Noted. Don't Put that bother. in the show notes. Yeah, don't Noted. bother. Yeah. yeah. um but yeah (laughs) (laughs) so should i do the rapid fire questions yeah sure all right are you ready for this i'm ready for it okay fiction or non-fiction non-fiction i'm a huge reader yeah morning bird or night owl oh morning bird i go to bed at like 8 30 (laughs) how do you start your day um my children start my day and then um, a cup of coffee is mm-hmm. the first thing, the first thing before I make them breakfast priority. Which is? For them, their breakfast? No, your, oh, make them. Okay, no, I meant your breakfast. Oh, I have a smoothie every day. I've had the same smoothie every day for six years. Wow. I'm a creature of routine. But then when I adventure, I adventure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I feel most alive when? Oh. Oh my gosh, I know I should answer this quickly. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm just with people that I love and I'm laughing and having a nice glass of wine. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, you can finish this phrase. Adventures are important to me because... They break up the routine, the everyday. I feel like I feel like your adventures... You know, I make a photo book every year mm-hmm. of you know, our, what we did that year. And the adventures are, are what's in the photo book, you yeah. know? That's the memories. That's like the core memories. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's just so interesting to hear you say and acknowledge like I'm like you love your routine and you're in it and you know it. Yeah. And you also love like the adventure and the getting off the routine just as much. hundred percent. Yeah. And I need that. Like when I go, I go, I get super stir crazy if I'm in my routine for too long. And I, not everyone's like that. Like there's a lot of people who you know, like I'll have family members come and visit us. And like, I can tell they just want to go home. Like after a day, they're like, you know, I don't care that you live in New York. Like, yeah, that's so amazing to me. I don't back, understand and I, that. Yeah, I don't understand it at all either. I just, you know, met one of my colleagues in person for the first time when I was in Boston. And she lives two houses down from her parents. And she's lived on the, her mother's lived in the same house since she was born. And then this, my colleague was born in the house. And then she moved two doors next to the house and she hasn't traveled and she has no desire to travel. Mm. And that's what she wants for her life. And I'm like, I have so much respect for that because you know what you want and you know what brings you joy, which is, you know, that street in that small (laughs) town in Massachusetts. And that's like, so I'm so happy for you. I'm like, but I, I'm just not that. That's just not me. Like I, I need bigger. Yeah. There's sometimes where I wish that I could be that person because it would make life so much easier. Yes, it would. Yeah. yeah. We, my husband, well, we have this issue, which Krista knows, where we don't know where to end up in life. We don't know mm-hmm. where we're ever going to live. Um, mm-hmm. And we're both really craving it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, it's been probably like the biggest actually adventure of our lives have been picking up and moving our whole family to New York. Um, yeah. It was like so completely just every single thing was turned upside down for what we'd been doing for the last 12 years in Toronto. And um, it was like very discombobulating, I guess, but yeah. um, it's been the 
best thing that could ever happen to all of us, all four of us. Amazing. I think we're probably going to do it for a little while longer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I would, I look forward to the day where we figure out where we'll be. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be on the campaign to get the Morgan family to Nova Scotia. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. like, no. I know it's a it's small, but I also know that Paul really loves it here. Reminds him of Ireland. Yeah, he does. It reminds him of home. He loves and it could remind you of your childhood camping days. Yeah. <laughs> he, he sends so me awesome. a listing every day for a different continent. Oh, amazing. Yeah. He's like me. I send them to Jeremy. Do you? Right now I'm just obsessed with moving to Scotland. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it's you know. I just love it yeah Yeah. it is it's very special yeah but I will say you also sometimes send them to me Didi yes I do I send them to Krista a lot too (laughs) especially the big chateaus that are like yeah for 180 euro you could buy an entire villa (laughs) then you can live on one end of the castle and Krista and Stephen can live on the other yeah exactly perfect I have a question that maybe we should ask everybody um what's the what's your like favorite place that you've been to so far oh that's really really interesting that's a hard question it's a tough question hmm it's hard because every place is so good for you know what it is at that time and mm-hmm. everywhere is so different um on this planet mm-hmm I don't know what's coming to like top of mind for me right now is like Buenos Aires. I just thought it was like the perfect um, mix of different from where I, you know, spend all my days, mm-hmm. but um, comforting and like beautiful. And it just felt, I felt comfortable like yeah. where, you know, you might be in a place that's amazing, but you're not comfortable. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just love the pace of life. I don't know. Amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, when were you there? I don't like that. I don't know that. That was our honeymoon. <laughs> we went to Brazil and Argentina, oh. which was like also a bold, a bold move to go on a honeymoon with somebody yeah. like I, I hadn't really done a big, big trip with. Like we'd gone to Europe, but we hadn't done like a, you know, kind of like a different language, like a yeah, you know, different culture zone, entirely. Yeah. Culture. Um, yeah, we, that's what I was saying. I was like, I've, cause we didn't speak to anybody else for like two and a half weeks. I was like, I'm so sick of talking to you. Love you. But... <laughs> All right, Jill. Thank you so much. That was great. Awesome. This was awesome. Thanks for being here with us today. Just so you know, subscribing to our podcast is like joining us on a journey, ensuring that you never miss a story. It's free and it's easy to do. So do it now. Keep exploring, keep creating, and most importantly, keep believing in the power of adventure. Bye. Bye.